he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay guys, before we get started, just one more shameless plug. We actually were able to extend our pop-up shop for our merch. So it was supposed to close Thursday the 17th. We've extended it through the weekend and then it's gone forever, guys. So last chance to get your Foth sweatshirts, to get your wet blanket energy sweatshirts, to get your She's All Batch sweatshirts. Um, wet people... blanket energy is the best seller so far right now. It is leading the race. Yeah, but it like just beat Foth's because I think for a yeah. while Foth's was the best seller. So you guys are really liking what we had put out um, and you don't want to be the only person without your Fox sweatshirt at Fox Fest 2.0 so yeah which has not been announced yet yeah, but yeah, yeah. when it comes you better believe we're gonna yeah. be in uniform yeah, it's so. still in the workshopping stages, but I'm just saying you want to be prepared. Also, like, winter's coming up. These are really, like, cozy, oversized sweatshirts. I love mine. I'm wearing it right now. I love mine, too, and I, I literally bought two additional ones on top of the three I got originally. So That's I am fully... so many. You literally have five sweatshirts. Which Wait, which other ones did you buy? In the photo shoot, I have mm -hmm. the gray Fots, I have the blue wet blanket energy, and I have the hot pink She's yeah. All Batch. And I've bought, additionally, the blue She's All Batch and the black Fots. Wow. I need to spice it up. So you'll be seeing that in future interviews. Although once uh, we don't get shipped until the entire shop closes. I've been asked that as well. Mm -hmm. So if you've placed an order, it's not even shipping until the shop closes. So Monday it will close, all the orders will go process, and it'll be shipped out and then everyone will get their sweatshirts. But thank you again if you've bought one, if you're considering buying one, it's been extended, so go check it out. Link is in the episode description, and let's get on with the show. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay, so the first story, again, like last week, has, I guess, an element of Bachelor in Paradise teaser. So once again, we're putting the spoiler warning, and we'll put the timestamp again. To avoid the spoiler, scroll to 4 minutes and 57 seconds. There are more details coming out that uh, Victoria and Greg are in fact dating. They're not even hiding it anymore. Yeah. Yours truly broke the other day that Victoria was at a Pilates class and she's wearing a sweatshirt. A thoughts actually sent this to me, but if you zoom in on the sweatshirt, it's a Spring Lake. And as you all know, Greggy, his family is from Spring Lake, New Jersey. Another thoughts after I posted that, dug through Greg's Instagram and found that Greg was actually wearing that not too long ago, like a couple of months ago. So Victoria's like now openly wearing Greg's clothes. Yes, and then I think you also sent me a screenshot of a story that Greg posted with a female makeup bag oh, in the Oh, bathroom. yes, that. So Greg is posing in Nick and Natalie's robe line, which... Have you Which, gotten your That's hand? a whole other situation I mean, that we yeah. have yet to discuss, but for another day. Wait, fun fact. I actually knew about the robe line before it was announced because I was reaching out to people for interviews, and one person in particular was like, oh, I'm going to be in L.A. for the launch of Nick and Natalie's robe line. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why do they have a robe line? But yeah, so Greggy is modeling this robe in a bathroom and he scans like his bathroom and you see like a hot pink makeup bag in the bathroom. Then Victoria does an ad from a bathroom and has the exact same, it's the same bathroom. Like the windows are the same, it's like the, exactly the same. So just two influencers, unlimited PTO, doing their ads from their bathroom, getting paid thousands of dollars to sit there and look pretty. 
must be nice. This is funny because I feel like this is how people realize that Blake and Giannino were together. It's always the bathrooms that really expose true lovers. True lovers. Yeah, I mean, we've known that they are together, but it seems like they're not even hiding it and they're like serious. Like this isn't just a little, we went to Italy fling. Yeah. And, and also good to kind of note too from this that whatever drama happens at the reunion, which like we don't know yet, but... They're still together They're still now. together, right. Like, there hasn't been some big blow up at the reunion when everyone's confronted that changed anything. Like, Good call. Like, strong. in present time, Victoria is seeing Greg. Enough yeah. to be wearing his sweatshirt when she's going to work out elsewhere. Like, that's like, you're, that's like your boyfriend. You're not stealing his clothes unless, if it's a guy that you're just, like, hooking up with once or oh, twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And I want to know, like, where this bathroom is. Because, like, I'm assuming, like, she's, like, at his parents' house in Spring Lake just, like, staying with them. I have no clue where they are. They could be yeah. in a hotel for all we know. True. But no, I know, but... Moving on. So, Gabby has now officially explained why she and Eric split. I have the audio here of Gabby explaining it. The end of our relationship happened because we weren't completely in step and in sync with each other on our common goals or just the way we approach life. We weren't each other's best match. So that's her obviously explaining what went wrong when she's on Dancing with the Stars, tying it back to her dance, but basically saying that her, giving kind of like an empty statement, but confirming that they are in fact done and saying that they just weren't the perfect match. I know, which basically it's like, what does that even mean? I need a little bit more detail, Gabby. But it's so um, Eric also took to his Insta story to share his side and also like kind of confirm that they're broken up. And this is what he said. He said, a lot of you are reaching out with questions about me and Gabby. The reality is that we ultimately were not each other's people. It's hard when there isn't one thing to put your finger on. We met in a very unique situation and in a very unique way. And I'm grateful we did. I would never take it back. Gabby's an amazing person. She's doing amazing things. I will always root for her. And I hope she gives them hell in Dancing with the Stars finale I have learned and grown so much this year from experiences and mistakes and I continue to better myself every day I'm hoping to take this time with my family and loved ones to focus on myself I've been working hard these past few months and I'm excited to share with y'all eventually gotta throw the work plug in there at the at the very end be like guys don't worry I am gonna become an influencer on my own I can do this I feel like this is several seasons in a row though that's proving that we need more time to figure out if someone is in fact quote your person or not because you could be so sure leaving the show and then it's like well you know what turns out after a little more time we realized we fucking hate each other so we're not together anymore and I, I feel like these breakups could be avoided if we actually like tried to set these couples up for some sort of success. But don't suggest a longer season. Like, I get enough <laughs> Bachelor as it is. You're like, let's add actually six more weeks of two-hour well, long episodes. No, but couldn't we, if we took away some of the bullshit, some more time could be spent on actually seeing who's the right match? Honestly, yeah, because, so guys, spoiler alert, later on in the episode, we actually do a little bit of a discussion recap on Love is Blind because everyone's been talking about it, but we do talk about the fact that, like, Love is Blind has been so successful, Bachelor is kind of struggling, literally why, and I think it's because all of the pod stuff, where, you know, because they obviously start with, like, a lot more guys and a lot more girls, all of that stuff, like, kind of gets weeded out within one episode where they're, like, in the pods, and then, like, by the end of the first episode, people are already getting engaged, so it's just, like, all of that exposition, all, like, there's no time for, like, stupid limo entrances and, like, all of this other, like, bullshit with people that we're not even going to need to know three weeks later. They just mm -hmm. cut right to it. And that would be better for Bachelor, too. Let's do, like, one little montage of night one, then skip to, like, week six. 
where there's like eight people for Can me to get to know. Can we skip to the good part? So usually when you're on Dancing with the Stars, people try to ship you with your partner. Gabby is dancing with someone who is married and yeah. has a child. So he is clearly off the market, not a potential lover for Gabby. Yeah. So people are shipping Gabby and Vinny from Jersey Shore, who he, I think he's no longer on Dancing with the Stars. I'm not sure, but he was on this current season. Mm-hmm. They have been doing quite a bit of flirting on Instagram. So Vinny commented on one of her posts, good job, baby mama. Gabby wrote back and wrote, my main man. Then Vinny posted like a thirst trap of himself, spread eagle, <laughs> laying on a couch, looking out the window, wrote, stop looking for the one, be the one, and let them all come to you. Gabby wrote, on my way. Vinny wrote back, patiently waiting while you kill the finale. Now Vinny is like, a playboy, like, he's single. He's, like, one, I think he's the last person from the Jersey Shore cast to be, to to not be in a, yeah. Everyone's, like, married in a relationship. Yeah, I I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about this, and a lot of people are speculating, and I feel like a lot of people want it to be true. To me, I think they're just friends. And the fact that they're so publicly kind of having this little back and forth with each other, in my opinion, makes me think that they're, they're just good friends, and they're just being playful, and they just, like, have some banter but I don't think it's anything romantic. But I think when it's playful banter, that could lead to something. Yeah, like I think it is. I agree with Mm -hmm. you that it probably is just playful banter, but then it's like you're at Dancing with the Stars rehearsal and you're like, oh, where's Vinny? Like, oh, I want to see him. I want to have my playful banter with that guy that I like. It's like having your your work wife. You know, like someone that you like run into that like you don't have anything with, but they flirt with you and then when they're missing, you miss them. I feel like they will at least... Bang. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm willing to to say that, but I'm open to it. I'm open minded to see where this goes. I'm open to it. And Gabby needs someone to fill that void. Once she if she wins or whatever happens with her in the Dancing with the Stars finale, once Dancing with the Stars is over, it's gonna kind of be like this rude awakening of like, hey, like you don't have Erich anymore. Right. And she's gonna need someone by her side. That's true. It is gonna I mean she's like literally so consumed with doing Dancing with the Stars all day, every day. Mm-hmm. She's gonna come home to an empty apartment and just be like, oh like now what? Mm-hmm. But she'll figure it out. She's a great person. Yeah. I want to know, though, like, more details on their breakup. I think it's, like, quite frankly, rude. I don't think we're going to get any more. I mean, these are the, the emptiest <laughs> this statements possible. This me so much about the show is, like, we watch these couples, and then we, like, see their whole proposals and everything, and we get invested. And then when they break up, I know they don't actually owe us an explanation because at that point they're not on the show anymore, but I really do feel like I'm owed an explanation because <laughs> I was along for the journey. I was there. Mm-hmm. I was there. I remember it you all too there. well. I know. You were there. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, so whatever, but this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holidays are coming up, guys, and while that can sometimes be a really happy time for a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's a really stressful time and it can be a really lonely time. So if you are experiencing some of those feelings during this holiday season and you want someone to talk to, you can reach out to the amazing therapists at BetterHelp and they can get you connected with someone who is specialized in focusing on what you want to work on. So it's a great tool, guys, and a great resource if you are struggling and want to talk to someone about it. Finding a therapist is a pretty daunting experience, but BetterHelp has taken all of that legwork out for you. So BetterHelp.com can help you get matched with a professional, affordable, discreet therapist within a matter of days. So you could tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced therapists who can help you through a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and so much more. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office therapist, but you have the ability to communicate 
how and when you want literally in your pajamas on your computer on your cell phone in your car whatever makes you comfortable as opposed to traveling to an office and having to sit on someone's couch that you don't know. Yeah, no, it's such a good resource, guys. And if you want to check it out, go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. You can get 10% off your first month of services. So definitely check them out and join over the 2 million people, including us who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. Moving on, so Lindsay, you may remember her for her brief cameo on Bachelor in Paradise. So she posted a TikTok and captioned it, me running from the post-show DMs from boys that turned down my date right after filming. Then in the caption writes, but at least you apologized, Logan. So she's making it clear that this this TikTok this is, is about, about Logan. Logan. And it is, that not about him. It is about Logan. And that he DM'd her right after denying her date. Is what this video, this is what I'm I'm reading away. it though to be like, it's not about Logan. It's like, but no. at least you apologize, Logan. So it's like no. excluding him from what she's no. saying about the other. No, he's the only one that denied the date right after filming. It's about Logan. But that's the only one we saw deny the date. I'm sure she asked like everyone. This is 1000% about Logan. Me running from the Maybe you haven't seen the actual TikTok. I did see it for a second. Oh, it's about Logan. Okay, it's like 1,000% about Logan. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. But at least you apologize, Logan. It, it already doesn't, like, make sense to me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> is she creating, like, questionable art? Art is subjective, so we don't really know what this is about. I'm. Should we not include this, then, if it's confusing? I mean, no, I'm No, I mean, you guys go watch the TikTok and let me know what you think. Because, okay. to me, just reading the words of this, me running from the post-show DMs from the boys that turned down my date right after filming. But at least you apologized, Logan. Yeah. Like, but, like, when did he apologize? So, Logan turned down her date on the show, but mm-hmm. then he slid into her DMs right after. But what is the apo- where does the apology I'm start? sorry I turned down your date on live TV. I was supposed to be with Kate, but I, wanna, but I also want to pursue you. This picture is very clear to me. But art is subjective. It's in the art beauty's in the eye of, be, of the beholder. Yeah, art you know? speaks speaks back to you. You know. Well, you know what? If we're gonna talk about paradise, we might as well dive on into the recap. Yeah, let's dive. I think we should dive, but I also really think we should lay on floaties because the floaties have um, the little drink holders in the cup holders, and we can put Ooh, fancy yes, little yes. drinks. Because I have a beatbox fruit punch, and I want to put it in the cup holder of my floaty because I get the best buzz. So I, I just want to get a little buzz while I'm recapping with you. Have you ever tried putting a beatbox in the freezer and then no, taking you it did out that? to drink? It's like a little slushy. It's like a, it's truly like a tropical frozen drink. No, but they are very smart on their Instagram. They put, um, you know how you can make like ice cube trays? Well, yeah, you live oh, in the city. So, yeah. so they <laughs> do not have an ice maker, famously. Yeah. So you get like an ice cube tray and then you put beatbox in the ice cube tray and then you put mm. those ices in like your drinks and then it's a fruity alcoholic ice. And I was like, what will you think Ooh. of next? I was very much into that. So, okay. Exciting. Let's dive on in. Don't splash too much because I don't want you to go. Um, are you going to dive though? No, we're already in the floaties, I thought. And you should dive. Get off my floaty and then dive into the pool. And then get back on my floaty. What about my drink? It's going to fall. How did you get into the pool then? I just, you know, when the floaty's just in the pool and you just like kind of like jump onto oh. it to sit on it. Okay. How did you Sorry. get in? I was already you in. You dove and then you got on the floaty? <laughs> I didn't see you get in. I must have blinked. Yeah, you must have blinked. Right. Okay. Another week, another four grueling four hours hour of extravaganza. In paradise. 
Uh, we start off with everyone having a full-blown mental breakdown over Rodney. And all I could think about, like, look, guys, I understand it's sad, but let's let's put things into perspective. Like, Kim, there are people that are dying. We do not need to... People are literally acting like something happened to Rodney, like he's right, not like going to make it. <laughs> and literally, even, I think it was Andrew said to someone, everyone's having a really hard time since Rodney and Eliza broke up. Like, why are you guys all that affected? First of all, Eliza hadn't even been on the beach all that long. Mm -hmm. It's bizarre how much they were affected. I, I think though, I think it's more just like the trauma is all coming to a head and I think they're all just like so tired, they're sweaty, they have mosquito bites on them. Like, I think they're all just like reaching their breaking point. I think show. that's too, I think that is too and I think production just ran with it. But yeah. the amount of commentary that was surrounding how upset people were on Rodney's behalf. I don't even think Rodney was that upset. I feel like everyone was more upset than Rodney. I think that's true. But it's like can you imagine feeling so horrible and then they're like, "Yeah, but like Rodney." And then yeah. they're all just like bawling crying. Yeah, it's it was a little much. I get you can be upset for your friend, but like let's guys calm. We need to calm down. Yeah. You're being too loud, Heller. But so then we see Eliza goes to where Justin lives in Baltimore to, like, basically be like, I made a mistake. I actually want to be with you. How did you feel about this whole interaction? Because I, I have feelings. Well, first, I tweeted, reminding everyone that production had put a mic on Justin, set up mm -hmm. cameras, set up lighting at his house before Eliza came and surprised him at the door. Like, I will give it to him that maybe they said, hey, Justin, we're, we're filming, um... Uh, a recap, a recap scene for the reunion or something. Right, like he we want to see how your Eliza specifically right. was coming. But he knew that, that he was filming. filming. So yeah. to open the door and you know he can't be all that shocked. But yeah, Eliza comes in and I think ultimately Justin wanted a rose from Eliza and he didn't want a relationship. And I think his excuse to her was total mm -hmm. bullshit. I think he would have happily dated her on the beach, but he's like, I'm not gonna fucking date you in real life. That's how I took his response to her. Yeah, and I mean, like, let's not forget, this was Ju Justin's, like, second time coming back down to the beach already after being sent home. Like, I, he clearly was put in there just to kind of, like, stir the pot a little bit. Eliza doesn't get what she wants. People are saying that it's karma. She walks away empty-handed. Rodney mm -hmm. walks away empty-handed. And Justin walks away empty-handed. We move over to Logan, though. There was a lot of focus on Logan and Kate. Kate continues to bring up more random details about Logan, which I question how they're coming up naturally in conversations. We find out that he, he drives an orange Honda and he has a broken phone. So I want to know, like, when did that come up in conversation, though? Like, when is he saying, like, oh, yeah, by the way, my phone's broken. Oh, I was driving in my orange Honda the other day when I was going to fix my phone. Like, no, I don't. I'm questioning why all these random. Why she even knows these things. Well, maybe yeah. she, like, knows of him from before the, the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Quite frankly, at this point, like, this little dance Kate's doing of, like, I say all these horrible things about Logan and we're at different phases in life and it's, like, not going to work. But also, like, Logan, fight for me. I'm just, like, sick of it. Because I at this point, I feel like she's just being mean. Like, I think a valid reason to not date someone is, like, we're in different phases in life. Like, he is younger than me. Full stop. Like, end there. But the fact yeah. that she always has to keep being, like, oh, in the orange Honda. And, oh, oh he, he's mocking that he's a dog walker. And making fun of the fact he can't join Equinox. It's just, like, then why do you want to be with this person? Like, stop. Yeah, justice for dog walkers. Like, he's doing what he, what he can to make some money to get the phone fixed. It's just, like, all of those things, too, are, like, so superficial and don't even mean that he'll, like, 
Logan's not always going to be a dog walker. He's not always going to drive the orange Honda. Like, like you said, he's younger than you. He's still figuring his shit out. So I, it's just getting to the point where it's like mean. And I'm like, okay, then Kate, like leave her break up with him. Mm-hmm. Like stop this little back and forth. I don't find it entertaining if that's like her right. goal there. Right. And like, I want to know what can possibly change by the end of paradise. He's still going to be 26 unless he hits a birthday. He's still going to have that orange Honda because he's not home to sell it. His phone's mm-hmm. still going to be broken because he hasn't gotten a chance to get it fixed. He's still going to be a dog. Like none of this can actually change by the time paradise is over. So you either accept it or you break up with him because none of that's going to change. She knows all those things. She doesn't want to be with him, but I guess needs to stay on the show for as long as possible. But then I'm like, why are we giving her this attention? It's just, I don't. Well, we I need some Someone to hate on, I feel like. Lo- Did you see that Logan sent Kate something while the girls were getting ready? And she says, like, oh, yeah, Logan sent it. And they're like, oh, like, that's that's effort. And she goes, well, it was free. I rewound oh, I the scene twice. I think he sent her a drink. That's what I saw. Okay. That's what I thought it was, too. But I rewound it. I'm like, did he send flowers? Like, I was looking on the table to see, like, what he sent. And she goes, well, it was free. And then laughed. He didn't pay for anything. Like, It's, like, it's still a nice gesture to be, like... Hey, you're over. I don't know what they what were they even doing? Like getting ready for something? I think they were just getting ready. And And for him to be like, oh, this is like a step out of that I'm taking Mm -hmm. out of what you need to do to help you. I'll just send you a little drink so you can have a little drink while you're getting ready. Like that's just like a nice kind of gesture. And the fact that it didn't cost any money, she's gonna put him down for it. Like I thought that was nice. Nothing costs any money on the show either. There's production. Like we could skipping ahead to night two when the stupid Sadie Hawkins dance and the girls had to come up with quote creative ways to ask the guys to uh, to this dance. Do you think that Britney went out and bought a fucking um, ball pit? Or did production have a ball pit and say, hey, Brittany, get in this ball pit and ask Andrew or Tyler? I don't even know who she asked. (laughs) On on a date. No one's paying for anything. And if money is that important to you, oh, that's just like so tacky. And Logan's not for you. And right at that point, I'm like, just like, let it go. Like, don't be with him then. Clearly, this is this money thing is like clearly a deep seated issue for you because you keep bringing it up, even with these little nice gestures. Well, she's, she's a rubbing wower. Me the wrong way. She deserves to be wowed. She's a wower. Ugh, like, okay. Do you? <sighs> yeah. I want to bring up something very, very important. So, Logan addresses the mm. reason why he apparently left Gabby and Rachel's season, but the way he says it is so cryptic that is fueling my conspiracy. So when this initially happened on Gabby and Rachel's season, we both were like, something is fishy with this. So Logan left Gabby and Rachel's season because he had COVID, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. literally they were all sitting in the same room and no one else who was exposed to Logan had to leave or any any of that, whatever. Yeah. He says in this, this week, I disappeared due to an illness. Yeah. Is that how anyone would speak if they had to leave the show because they got COVID? Disappeared and illness. If that was So what are you thinking it is? Unfortunately, I had I got had to go home cuz I got COVID. I don't know. Or I left the show. Why are you being so cryptic about it? I disappeared. Right. The the word disappeared too has implications that like it wasn't on your own choosing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so, someone you did had something to, to you to make you go away. <laughs> Jesse yeah. Palmer put you in like a net and dragged you away. Yeah, I saw something on the interwebs that people were kind of like putting two and two together that like clearly production like really has something out for Logan because when Gabby and Rachel come down, like they're very much like prompted to kind of like say, like they're coming down saying bad things about Logan too. And it's like, you know, that seed was probably planted like before they walked down to the beach. And it's like, why is there like all this Logan sabotage going on? 
Yeah, it's weird. So Rachel and Gabby show up on the beach, and at this point, they're both engaged. So Gabby's engaged yeah. to Erich, and Rachel's engaged to Tino. Tyler actually, like, sees Rachel's ring and says congratulations. So they, I'm sure they cut some stuff out, though, given that they're both no longer dating either guy. But they come down, and, yeah, they have, like, a bone to pick with Logan. And what I don't get is, like, yes... <laughs> He was indecisive in the sense that he went on a show with two leads and dated mm-hmm. both. Right. But that is the extent of what he did. So to say, like, he's this awful person and Rachel says, I don't respect him. What do, What would you have preferred he'd done? Continue dating you, even though he liked Gabby? And how do you, how are you, like, so detached from the fact that we've covered this on the show before, that Logan admitted he tried to talk to Gabby for weeks, but he wasn't allowed to? Like, it's not like he was able right. to just talk to you whenever he wanted. It had to be on the on production's terms. So he probably would have switched sides sooner, but he couldn't. They wanted that dramatic moment. So for you to say you don't respect him as if you have no clue that this circus is going on behind the scenes is really bizarre. It makes me feel like production told them to come down and, and hate push on him. the narrative, yeah. And also, like, why is that bad that he wanted yeah. to date two people yeah, when there was literally no two leads, two beautiful women who were the leads of the show... And he had like feelings both. for both of them. And in Paradise, everyone dates multiple people. Right. And that's fine in that setting. But when it's the Bachelorette setting, you can only have feelings for, only eyes for one woman. Like, why? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the same thing with the fantasy suites where it's like you can have sex in the fantasy suites and that's fine. But if you have it any time before, you're going to get slut-shamed by America. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why? Why, why, so why, So they why, tell why? Kate and then Kate, quote, doesn't know what to do with this information. What is the information? What did he even do? And then they're like, well, you know what? Know. Logan has jumped from girl to girl. Um, You mean like Andrew? Like a lot of people like, yeah, on like the beach have Yeah, like every single have, other have person on this beach who's gone on dates with multiple people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it, I don't actually understand. And then everyone on the beach is like, Logan's a great guy. We've gotten to know him. But Rachel, who probably spent all of 40 minutes in total with Logan over the duration of their entire season, doesn't respect him. So therefore, Kate should watch out. Yeah, it just leads me back to why do they want to like bring down Logan so much because I think you're totally right in Gabby and Rachel got briefed before and they were like, I think you should talk about like this. And then they come down to push that. Why do they hate this man? And then like when they're talking about Tyler, who I forgot Rachel even dated literally at this point. Mm -hmm. And Rachel's like, if anyone's ready to get engaged, it's Tyler. He was ready to get engaged to you because he like said he fell in love with you. But to then say he's ready to get engaged to just about anyone is a little bizarre. Like, I would be weirded out if a guy I dated was very ready to get engaged to the last person and then a a short period of time later. I know, if anything, that's like a red flag. I'm like, I think you need time to heal from that one, dude, before we can You shouldn't be ready to get engaged to anyone. It should be the person that you're supposed to be getting engaged to, Brandon. But whatever. Moving on, so I think one of the biggest moments of this episode was the Aaron and Genevieve itching versus pain fight. Again... I compared them to Ronnie and Sam, which then also took on a life of its own, and then everyone started doing it, including Genevieve herself. She did a Sammy Sweetheart sound, and, like, she's a botch got no credit, but you heard it here first. <laughs> they, once again, are the epitome of Ronnie and Sam fighting over the dumbest thing possible. And itching is not low-form pain, if you Google yes, it. Yes, actually, did you see Bachelor Data posted something that, like, the spike for Google <clears throat> searches for itching and pain, like, 
spiked uh, on Tuesday Google night trends, more yeah. than it normally is. Um, so yeah, in case anyone was curious, I did a little Googling myself and it says once, and this is from scientificamerican.com, so official. Ooh. Once thought to be a low, once thought to be a low level form of pain, itch is instead a distinct sensation with a dedicated neural circuit linking cells in the periphery of the body to the brain, a study in mice suggests. So wow. they're different. They're not the same. Totally different sensations, guys. It was, was once thought to be. So Aaron probably just like didn't update his knowledge and he once mm, read that. Oh, they, once. The He's like, I'm going off changed. of the old study with the mice. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah, there was exactly. a new study with mice. Okay. But he's still wrong. He's still wrong and he is toxic AF. I'm sorry. I know you think he's a king. He seems like a very nice gentleman, but he scares no, the shit anymore. out of me. He's no. not a king anymore. On one hand, I'm all for like a, a healthy debate on something frivolous, but the fact, the way they can just escalate so quickly about something is absolutely absurd. The fact that it's just like, oh, itching's pain. No, it's not. That's what it is. And then all of a sudden they're like screaming. I'm like, oh my God, guys. Like, well, it stemmed can we from... not have a calm conversation discussing these two things? The old study, the new study. There's space <laughs> the for mice. both arguments here. The mice, yeah. The, it didn't start about that though. She says, she's, I'm annoyed. Yeah, and then she's like, versus annoyed. And yeah, he's and he's like, like that's oh, well, like that's saying itching thing. is pain. Yeah, that's like saying itching is pain. And she's like, itching is not pain. And then that, it turned into a fight about that. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys need to just like have restraining orders against each other. You should not be in the same room. For real. Like it's so toxic and unhealthy. It's really bad. Like really actually bad. Yeah. And then they like quickly make up from it and all of a sudden they're like lovey-dovey and it's just like. Just like Sam and Ron though. This is, I know this is not it, but it's just like you're just addicted to the cycle. It just feels so good because it was so bad, but that's not Mm -hmm. what love is. Sam (sighs) and Ron are back together. What a mess. Um, I hope they, I mean, the fact that Genevieve is, like, also posting things about Ron and Sam leads me to believe that she's watching it back and she has learned something and realizes that this is not a healthy way to be in relationships. I hope. I hope. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Then Becca and Thomas show up to prove that paradise works, but we're revisionist history once again and skipping over the fact that they literally broke up to leave paradise. But we just skip over that and, and instead we say that they got engaged. And for someone that didn't watch that season, they may interpret that to be they got engaged on the show, which they didn't. Every time they they are like on the screen introduced, I just like cringe. Something about them is so fake. I mean, well, it's, clearly it's they're Tommy literally and pushing boobs. a fake. Tommy and boobs, boopsies. And if I hear one more time, and it's great that Becca proposed to Thomas, like, go off. Like, I'm not shaming that at all. Like, do whatever you want. I'm full supporter of that. But if I hear one more time that she proposed to him, as if it's some, like, quirky personality trait, I'm going to lose it. Like, I feel like she literally meets a random stranger at the grocery store, and she's like, hi, I'm Boops. I proposed to him. That's all great, but, like, why are you still talking about it? They then use the fact that Becca proposes to Thomas as a reason to host a Sadie Hawkins dance. So the girls get the power and they get to invite guys to a dance. But I literally wrote in my notes, ask out the men you've been dating this whole summer in a creative way, AKA get producers to help you with random setups. To have Victoria ask Johnny and Serene ask Brandon, like this, I literally watched it and said out loud, this is so stupid. You're literally asking out the guys that you're already, it would have been cute if you did a Sadie Hawkins dance on the first episode and you literally had to ask out a guy that you wanted to pursue. Why not? 
why don't we start paradise like that? That's actually kind of cute. Then you like, you have to like get the balls to ask a guy out and then like see if he wants to go on to the dance with you. Here, you're just asking the guy that you know is gonna say yes and you're in a ball pit for no reason. Well, and, and all like the women who are not necessarily like connected to a relationship still yeah. go to the dance. So literally everyone still goes, so the invitations don't even like, matter. <laughs> yeah, you don't actually have to ask anyone. You're going to go anyway. Right. Like, I thought that actually would have been bigger drama if, like, you yeah. like, force people to couple up, and then if there's, I think there's more girls than men right now at the time. So, like, if the girls, like, didn't have someone to go with, like, they weren't able to go, and they had to stay. And they just like, sit there. back at the bar or something. Yeah. But the dance is, like, 10 feet away on the beach, so they could just watch. And everyone goes. You didn't need to do a big, fancy, elaborate proposal. Well, I was really stressed out about, like, the theme because I wonder, do they bring them props? Or do we just hope that people have 90s-themed stuff? I'm sure they I, have to bring I know them, 90s right? is trendy. I assumed that would be your answer. But I thought, like, when they come up with a theme, they have to provide some kind of... I think Like, did Jasenia really have that choker? It's a cute choker. The choker, like, maybe. But as far as, like, all, at all of it, I think they must provide something. Oh, you're saying they do. I thought you were going to say... Um, 90s are trendy, no. so they probably... Well, I, I don't really remember. Did people really have, like, outfits? They had some outfits. I know in the... Well, when they did the prom thing last That was time, way more, like, 80s prom, 80s, whatever. So like, and I that, to me, seems like they must have had to provide that stuff, because who mm-hmm. has that? But I don't really remember. People's outfits didn't really stand out to me this time. So yeah, just really a little bit. It. I noticed Jasenia's choker, because I love a good choker, and she looked cute in it. And I was like, did she pack that, or did they, like... Yeah. Did they give it to them because they're like, here, you need to dress like the 90s. Anyway, the know. drama at the dance was between Jasenia, Andrew, and NC. I mean, so the, the whole conversation with Andrew and Jasenia was really hard for me to watch because I feel like Jasenia just like, like how many times does Andrew, and how in how many different ways can Andrew say like, I am just like not that into you. Like my heart yeah. is somewhere else. I don't like like. And Jasenia was just like, yeah, but like, what do you mean? Yeah, but like, so what? <laughs> Tell do you me mean? again. Like, Jasenia, no, like he he's saying so many times in so many different ways. He just like didn't like you that much. So just like accept it and let's stop this conversation because it was Jasenia like sitting there like waiting for him to change his answer, but he just mm-hmm. kept saying over and over that he wasn't as into her. Unfortunately. But he kept saying it over and over, and that to me was, like, hard. Because I'm like, just, Eddie, just accept it and move on, girl. You can but do this. But somehow like, it on. got worse with NC, though, because she literally was begging him. And I'm like, girls, we need to stop. You guys are both beautiful, strong women, and we do not need to be begging men to stay with us. Like, she literally was like, please, I'm begging you. Like, come on. And, and when know. she came back, so she interrupts goes to interrupt them he's like i need to finish this conversation she walks away when she comes back you know a producer was like how long is he going to talk to jesenia for this is disrespectful to you you if he wants to be with you he should just walk away from her and she's like you know what you're right and then she goes up and has all this confidence because someone's in her ear telling her she should be confident and to give nc some credit I'm sure a producer said he wants to leave with you. Just he needs a little push. Just tell just tell him please. Just like ask him nicely. Oh yeah, of course. So I'm sure like maybe she did beg him on camera, but like she was encouraged to do so. 100%. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I also think they were like all pretty drunk too. So mm-hmm. mix that in. Mix just the way a producer's going to be in your ear the whole time. I think it's just like a recipe for disaster. I do want to bring up though when 
Andrew said, like, my heart's somewhere else. It's somewhere else. It's somewhere else. And then he's like, Teddy. That reminded me of, like, mm-hmm. when Clayton had had the both heard around the world. Because I was – that came out of such left field. I had forgotten that Teddy was ever even on the season. I forgot that they had, like, all of that – not even really history, but, like, build up to their relationship prior. And the fact that that's like, was re-brought up, I was like, oh, my God. I forgot yeah. about Teddy. Also, this is so random – Kind of crazy, because I really thought he had moved on from that. And do we think we're going to find out at the reunion that he then pursued Teddy? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think he will at the very least, like, give it a shot and reach out to her as far as, like, if they're going to be together. Because, granted, there's a lot we don't know about the whole Andrew and Teddy of it all, because Teddy ended up, like, really spontaneously leaving without saying bye to everyone and then posted some pretty cryptic Instagrams about, like, there being a cruel environment and so she removed herself. But the whole, like, reason we were told as to why they weren't really working out is because she wasn't as interested in him yeah. as he was in her. And there was all this buildup for their, like, meeting, and she just, like, wasn't feeling it. And the rumor was she wanted to go on a date with Rodney, but production wouldn't let her. So she was Oh, left. yeah. So we'll get some answers, I'm sure. But we know, like, all Andrew talked about prior to going to the beach was Teddy. He was obsessed with her. He stalked her I on know. Instagram. And so, maybe it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you have so much buildup, so much buildup. And even when you final, if you finally meet and the spark isn't necessarily there, like, you still can't get, like, the idea that you had of what you were going to be mm-hmm. out of your head, you know? Yeah. So I guess we'll find out next week if anything transpires with that. But that whole scene with Jasenia, Andrew, and C, just like, I was waiting for it to end because I'm like, this is painful. It was like when you watch a car wreck. You can't look away. We get a promo for the reunion. But did you notice this? There's literally (laughs) no footage of the actual reunion. It's all reused footage from like Women Tell All, Men Tell All. They normally do that we get, like, every some... season. They do no, but it in... normally we get some shots of, No, no, like... I know. Once we get closer, I'm sure, like, Sunday night, we will get we'll get real shots. But they do this every season when they're like, and all your favorites are back. And they show just a Ben Tell All from a previous season. Like, if you've watched the promo and you didn't pick up on this, guys, go back. Go with a closer eye. They showed uh, Shanae in the hot seat. That was her yeah, hot yeah, seat yeah. from Clayton's season. They showed Genevieve in the blue dress, rolling her eyes, like that was from the Women Tell All. So that just means that the editors are behind and haven't edited. But it's like, at that point, like, don't give me a promo. Like, don't even (laughs) bother. Like, why are you just cutting together a montage of footage being like, next week, the reunion, and it's all these cuts to these old scenes. It's like, I don't want to see this. Just... Just tell me what time to be there, and I'll I'll be there. Well, I'm just about done with this beatbox, so I'm getting out of this pool because I'm a little loose. You're a little loose. That's what a beatbox will do to you, sister. I've said it once and I'll say it again. If the producers do not put Dame product sex toys in those fantasy suites, then those girls are missing out. Dame Products is sex toys made for women by women, and they just know what's up. We have told you guys about Dame Products so many times on the podcast. We love them so much, especially their vibrator dip. So dip is only $49, so it is super accessible, super affordable, and they're trying to make it so that it's not intimidating at all. And so if you're trying to just try something new, and get to know what makes you feel good, dip is for you. It's also whisper quiet, has medical grade silicone, and I don't know if you guys know this, but <laughs> it ships in discreet packaging, and you won't have your nosy neighbor, Sheila, peeking out her window being like, oh my God, 
they just ordered a vibrator. Like, that's not going to happen. So discreet that when we did a giveaway with the FOTS and we sent them to people's houses, people forgot what it even was. And they were like, what is this package? I didn't order anything. Because they are that discreet. So... It also has one button control with five intensity settings. So it's easy entry level. It can be used both internally and externally. Hello. Allowing you to explore what feels good for you. So definitely check it out, guys. Highly recommend. If you've been dying to explore what Dame has to offer, we strongly encourage you to check out dameproducts.com. That's D-A-M-E products.com and use code She's All Batch and that will get you 15% off site-wide. Be sure to check out Dip and every other sex toy they have to offer. Enjoy 15% off site-wide. All right, so moving on from Bachelor in Paradise recap, I kind of want to take a few minutes to recap something else. Love is Blind has been what everyone's been talking about. And if you guys haven't heard about it, it's um, a new show on Netflix. This is the third season that they just had the past few weeks. And basically the concept is you get engaged to someone without ever seeing them. So they spend a few weeks in these little pods and they all talk to each other and make emotional connections and then they literally get engaged without ever seeing their partner and then they go into the real world and see if love is truly blind and then at the end they decide if they want to like get married or not based on the whole process. It turns out love is um, not blind for the most part. For the most part it's not. They only had two married couples out of how many was it? Like six? Yeah, about six. Obviously, we know this is a Bachelor podcast. This isn't what we normally do. If you're not interested in hearing about Love is Blind, we could put a timestamp here. Or if you're in the middle of Love is Blind and you don't want to hear spoilers, that's Mm -hmm. fair too. So you could scroll to our next segment. But we just thought it would be fun to chat about this while it's super topical. And I find myself looking for Love is Blind recaps, so it felt natural to put our own in here. Scroll to an hour, nine minutes, and 15 seconds. Uh, let's go to the most important thing, and I think it's um, Zeneb and Cole with the mm-hmm. cuties scene. So I don't think we need to explain it, because if people are listening, they they know. They already saw so, it. So yeah. yeah. Like, what was your takeaway with the cuties scene? You put your take on the She's a Batch Facebook group, and it was very wise beyond your years. Yeah, wise beyond my years. Um, yeah, I think the hard thing with the whole Zeneb and Cole relationship is that everyone is really trying to take a side, like Team Zeneb, Team Cole. Um, and I think the cutie scene was so incredible, and I think it's like so amazing that they put that in at the end there to kind of give a bigger picture because Zeneb was making like some really large accusations towards Cole that were like very serious like body shaming her like Mm -hmm. trying to get the phone numbers of other women while he was at his bachelor party and literally engaged to her so she brings up the cuties thing basically saying that he was kind of like shaming her for eating and made her really insecure and then you cut to the actual scene and what my whole takeaway from it was that two people can have the same conversation and have very, very different takeaways from it. And that's not to invalidate Zeneb's feelings because if she is with someone that's making her feel insecure, whether Cole is intending to do that or not, she shouldn't be with that person. So that's not to invalidate how she's feeling. But at the same time, it was really interesting to see how Cole was acting in that situation because I genuinely don't think he had any intention of like a jab at her, like making her feel a certain way. Like he seemed pretty playful and he was like, oh, don't, don't eat those clementines. Like you're, you're going to spoil your appetite. 
appetite for dinner. Appetito. Like, yeah, well, I was trying to think of what he said. Appetito for dinner. I literally can't stop, like, quoting that scene, though. Appetito? Appetito. And then, like, there was, um, like, God, TikTok. So I've made it clear to my TikTok algorithm that I want to see Love is Blind TikTok. So my mm-hmm. entire fucking feed is TikToks about Love yeah. is Blind. And probably one of the best ones I've seen is the caption is like when you're getting ready for like a big steak dinner and a guy is pointing to two clementines on the counter and he uses the sound I'm coming back for you baby I'm coming (laughs) back for you I'm like oh my god genius I fucking love it but I will say coming from someone that has experience in toxic relationships while the scene itself I think Cole didn't have bad intentions I mm-hmm. think if you are beaten down over time, which I think her hearing that Colleen is hotter and she right, wasn't, right. Uh, well, she's a smoke show. Like she has a great body, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's what you look like without makeup. Over time, she probably is getting so down on herself that anything he's saying, she's taking as a jab. Whereas like in the mm-hmm. actual scene being removed, we could tell he's not jabbing her. He literally is like, yeah. oh, you're having two. But my take when I watched it, why are you fucking asking? Yeah, I am having, like, why, just don't comment on what I'm doing. But I think it really was so innocent as just to be like, you got, we're going to, a, like, a fancy dinner tonight. Like, Since I want us to enjoy do it. do clementines spoil your appetite? It's not like she, like, even my husband. No, I know. It's not like, like she's eating, like, a full-on, like, She's not, like, wolfing down and Domino's. Fries. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, like, yeah. he's, li- she's literally eating, like, I've actually never had a clementine as a snack. So, like, props to Zenum for, like, what? <laughs> having a healthy snack like that. If you're hungry, yeah. she's like, I ate a banana and a fucking spoonful of peanut butter. If you're actually hungry, like, go make a sandwich. But she's not. She's having an orange. And he's saying, don't spoil your appetite. I can actually see how someone that's, like, heard comments about her appearance, whether mm-hmm. he's, like, trying to hurt her or not. I don't think he's right. trying to. Right. I could see it being like, oh my God, just like leave me alone. Like stop commenting. So I do see her side more than I think um, the world sees her side. I think people are very, the world, it's weird not saying America because like literally it's global. Yeah. But the world seems to be more side coal than Zeneb. I'm not necessarily side coal though. Like I, cause I see her perspective. I'm just not side like demonizing Cole. Cause mm-hmm. I still think clearly her being with Cole was affecting her self-esteem. And that's just like horrible. Yeah. Every, I think every woman has been there at some point in their life and she should not be with Cole. But I just like knowing how toxic the internet is these days with some of the ways that she was accusing him of certain things. She's just kind of like setting him up to be yeah. bullied on the internet and like literally be, he probably has like, 700 death threats in his dms and that's where i'm just like guys like stop he's clearly i don't think malicious clearly immature maybe really like unaware of how he comes i mean he had a nerf gun he had like a nerf gun in his microwave yeah exactly (laughs) but to make it seem like he's some like abusive boyfriend right i don't really think it's fair I think you know? I, I could actually see both sides to this story pretty clearly yeah. and see that they're both humans who are imperfect and that's okay and maybe they just weren't right together. I do want to touch on what you you added though when she said at the reunion that he admitted to her that he got a girl's number and wanted to kiss. Now, mm-hmm. what I think probably happened was he comes home from his bachelor party and he's blackout and you yeah. see these guys have been so drunk. Like, you could tell when the guys are, like, blackout drunk and they're just, like, fucking spewing nonsense. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he came home and was like, I wanted to have one last kiss. And he's, like, blackout rambling, not really realizing what he's saying. Yeah. And he probably didn't kiss someone, 
but he's talking about it so openly. And then she takes it as like, that's what happened. I don't know. Like I could see, I don't think she literally made that up. So there, it had to have come from something. So he obviously said it. But then where's the it. footage? Where, like roll the tape back. Where's the footage? That's my, my only pushback on that is why don't they have it filmed? I feel like they film everything. Maybe because it was so late and they had already gone. Maybe back. they didn't film it though. Like, what they if didn't they didn't film it? Yeah. I mean, their bachelor party was lame as fuck. They went to a rodeo. Meanwhile, Zeneb and Nancy are like sticking their hands down like the guys' g strings at the strip club. I'm like, I actually wanted the guys to go to a female strip club because I feel like would we would have gotten been more, more drama. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was pretty lame that they literally went to a rodeo it goes back to even the same way he was like saying to her things about colleen he's like oh well just being honest like she's who i would normally go right. for i think she's a smoke show whatever not being aware of how upsetting that can be to someone who's literally your fiance i see what you're saying how he could come back blackout drunk be like oh yeah there was like this hot girl i wanted to kiss her i'm gonna be a married to you forever i wanted one last kiss and her taking that very different even if he thinks he's joking that's not really something to joke about though but no yeah. and, and guys like this is the the man that literally said to his fiance like colleen's a 10 you're a nine most girls i rate are seven or under so you should be happy that you're a nine even though another girl in the group of people is better looking than you like come on yeah i don't blame her for having a confidence issue after being fed those lines no not at all and and i think the people who have also been like anti-zeneb have also been like calling her out for like the way she's like more nitpicky at cole Mm. which like isn't great to be but at the same time i could see how that could manifest with like he's always kind of like putting her down tapping into her insecurities tapping into her insecurities like it's only natural for her to like internalize that get resentful and then she yeah she is gonna like pick on how he's cooking the chicken because it's just like like she's angry you know what i mean and when those feelings get like built up inside you you're gonna take them out on the person for like little stupid things Mm -hmm. so it's just like two people that should not it's like a toxic storm of like them both hitting each other's like insecurities and making a bad situation totally and i do honestly i like them both a lot separately like Mm -hmm. i'm following both of them on instagram i really am excited to see like what happens next with them i would love for either of them to maybe like trickle over into our world of bachelor but um that's the crossover we need like love is blind with um bachelor Well, especially this season, because I felt so strongly about the cast of women this season. I would say to my husband as we're watching this, like, I've never seen so many fucking queens in one cast. And I don't normally Mm -hmm. say that. And I was like, dude, like, Nancy, obsessed with you. Alexa, obsessed with you. Raven, obsessed with you. Zenim, obsessed with you. Like, I just love them all so much. And then these guys are just, like, I I don't know. Not even duds, just like... Are you not thinking? Like, Bartise talking to Nancy, and she's just sitting there staring at him with a blank face, and he's just like, again, same thing as fucking Cole and Zena talking about Colleen. Mm -hmm. But then Bartise is like, you know, Raven in a skin-tight dress. She's just so, that's someone, you know, her and I go together. Like, pumping himself up, saying he's good-looking enough to be with Raven, and he looks off being with Nancy, when Nancy is drop dead gorgeous she has so much going for her like i am the biggest fangirl for these women because they are like boss bitches like amazing queens and these guys were just like sleeping on that like bartice especially i think he was literally i mean to be fair like it's a tv show and this is now the third season of love is blind so you could argue that all of them are on for some sort of clout but i genuinely think for the most part they're like open and interested in like making a connection whereas like Bartiz I think was a hundred percent just there to be on TV and like did not care like only stayed with Nancy because it would keep him on TV as long as possible 
Like, just the fact that, like, even right after their wedding, he's, like, with women on a boat. They mentioned that at the reunion that, like, very shortly after the wedding, like, he was not grieving the relationship. And he's like, like I'm he not was... here to talk about my sex life. And we're like, we're not talking about your sex like, life. Yeah, like, no were... one said sex, sir. Like, they said you were partying on a boat with girls. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I really was not a big fan of Bartiz. I love how Raven shut him down, though. Like, when she... Because they were... They dated in the pods, and then... It wasn't until he mm-hmm. saw her physically that he wanted her. And she's like, oh, you're going to say that my inner beauty isn't enough. I was like, fuck, yeah, Raven. Like, yeah. I just, there were some really powerful girl power moments in this season. And it was just really, really cool to watch. Yeah. Raven and SK is another couple that, like, really grew on me towards they the did. end. Even though they didn't end up getting married on the show, but they are dating now because initially like I wasn't really seeing it between the two of them I think they're both like more reserved people up front so I wasn't really like seeing the connection and then even the fact that Raven was like oh like we're gonna save like our our physical intimacy till after we're married I'm like ooh, I I took that to mean like she's not attracted to him and is just trying to like get through it or whatever but I think actually the fact that they did take things slow and they did work up to that and now they're dating and in a long-term seemingly very loving successful relationship and I'm like oh that actually like maybe was the right call for you guys. And you really like built yeah. up to it as opposed to, initially I was like not sold on them as a couple, but now I like get I it. really like them and I think they have, they're going to make it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. When you're watching the reunion, do you so badly wish that you could interview instead of Nick and Vanessa? Because I... Yes, they're horrible I mean, interviewers. Granted, <laughs> no like I'm sure, they're not coming up with the questions like we do on interviews, but like specifically SK and Raven. How about this for a question? What the fuck happened after the breakup? Like, how did you guys get back right, together? Right, Literally, right. Vanessa asks Raven a question, and this is when I knew that she was going to reveal that they're back together before she says it, because Vanessa says, did you know SK just decided, just figured it out that day that he was going to say no? And then Raven, like, kind of smiles, and she's like, I mean, yeah, it was kind of obvious. And, like, you could tell her answer was she already knows the answer because she's already made amends with Mm -hmm. SK and they're back together. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how you leave at the altar. You're, like, saying goodbye to his mom. You have this emotional moment. And then you don't question what happened then. Right. Did he call you? Did you go on a date? Did you meet? Like, what is the... I just feel like they really dropped the ball with that couple specifically? Yes, I think in general they drop the ball. I don't think they they let people off the hook too easily. Like they ask a question, someone answers and might give like a non-answer, like fluff answer. And they're like, okay, moving on. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Press them on that. Like that was not a real answer. Like they don't seem to actually want to know the answers to the questions they're asking. They're just asking them because it's their job to ask them. Well, it's, yeah. And my husband said, he's like, do you think... Nick Lachey is like feeling like he hit the lottery because his career wasn't exactly thriving and now he's like now he's gonna stay the host and this is like they're gonna come back for season four or five six. Oh yeah this is like Netflix's biggest show and Nick Lachey is attached to it so he has like an actual paycheck good job Proud good job Nick Lachey but I do good think job. that Netflix could use some fangirls like me and Jackie to actually ask questions I think we've proven that if you are invested in what you're asking about and talking Mm -hmm. to the interviewee about the interview comes off better yeah because I think it's like a genuine like curiosity to want to know and Mm -hmm. to understand and so then when someone like when we're interviewing people and someone gives us like a non-answer and I don't get what they mean I'm gonna ask another question about it and follow up and be like wait but how does that are you talking about answer that (laughs) I'm I'm talking about any person we've interviewed but the most recent example like yeah, I think it's because we actually watch the show, have been fans of the show, and, like, we have a genuine, like, 
desire to understand what was actually happening. Yeah. So that's why we're amazing interviews. Yeah. Not to toot our own horn, but we are amazing interviewers. Uh, Moving over to Colleen and Matt. So Mm -hmm. I, if you stumble upon Colleen's Instagram page, the amount of comments on her posts that say, Colleen, blink twice if you need help. Colleen, like, you need to go get help. Please say something if you need something. Watching at first, she seemed really timid, scared, like, nervous to rock the boat. But at first glance, I was like, oh, she's just probably really sensitive about, like, what happened with her and Cole, and she doesn't want to, like, reignite drama with her husband. Mm -hmm. Then after, like, afterwards, looking at what people were saying, I started to see, like, what people were pointing at and like she seems like fearful oh yeah there's something off there do you agree with that a hundred percent I think Matt the way he would fight with her and get angry with her was scary and I genuinely wonder how much worse it would be had there not been cameras in front of their face like he just gives off a vibe of I mean, and he's talked about that he has his own insecurities, but that's not an excuse to like rage at someone to backtrack though a little bit what do you think of the pool conversation that kind of ignited the whole conflict with her and Matt because I actually think Cole's more to blame than Colleen for that situation I don't think what she said was even like that bad to instill her partner to literally be like screaming in her face and like threatening to leave her when literally all she did was sit at a pool have a man hit on her and she said oh yeah in the real world I'd be into you too haha and then he's like screaming at her to the point where then she's bawling and like being like oh I'm so sorry it's like my fault it's like It's not really, like, his reaction is not appropriate for the offense, honestly. And I know that he has insecurities with that in the past, but, like, like I said, that's not an excuse to, like, scream at someone. No, I mean, I think the way he handled it, he clearly isn't a good communicator. But I do think that both Colleen and Cole, that was a really inappropriate conversation. If I saw video footage of my husband talking like that with a girl, I would be really upset like but what if someone came up to you and was like oh I find you really attractive like in the real world I- I'd totally go for you like what would you actually say in that moment well that happens to me like every single day <laughs> um, like you, but you wouldn't be like don't talk to me this is inappropriate you'd be like oh ha 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 thanks ha, ha, well, no but that's not what she said she didn't say ha 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 she was like she said I would go for you in the real world you're attractive too like, yeah she... but they're not in the real world so it's it's like a new point I saw a TikTok where it's like um, you told Cole you'd go for him in the real world. And she's like, yeah, but in the fake world, I like you. So just deal yeah, with exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I think it's inappropriate. I think they're both at fault. Cole definitely, like, piling on that he's not attracted to Zeneb when Zeneb is a fucking dime. Ugh. Mm. Like, I'll date Zeneb. She's gorgeous. <laughs> and, yeah, so Cole definitely is worse off in that conversation. But I don't think Colleen's innocent. I think... Again, coming from someone, I have had a toxic relationship where I remember, like, if I did something that was, like, deemed wrong, if it got brought back up at a later date, my stomach would be in knots. And I could, like, feel for Colleen sitting there, like, I'm sure her stomach was flipping. Please don't Oh, yeah, play, you could tell she was very play emotional the at the reunion I don't want when you, that came up. Yeah. yeah, like, you know they went back to their hotel room and they probably fought about it again. Matt doesn't want to see right, him. Right, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a bad partner if he can't let things like that go. You can't right. keep beating up your partner and, like, bringing up... Like, everyone makes mistakes. And if it's, like, if it was so bad that you can't get past it, that then break up or actually, like, 
get over it and and move on and then you can't keep bringing it up and, and punishing her well we don't know if he is so like hopefully sure but I just that's just my opinion that I see this situation and he just gives me the vibe that he is then Alexa and Brennan love them yeah. they, king and queen mom and dad mom and dad love them I love Brennan I think he's so cute I love Alexa their love was just so pure like it genuinely gives me hope in the world I'm like oh each other so much for them love is actually blind love is blind put on a and it was cool to see them come from like very different backgrounds and lifestyles and just like talk about it and make it work Mm -hmm. which I feel like is rare in this show and they loved each other so much that like they were willing you saw them compromise like you saw Brennan like convert to Judaism because that was important to Alexa and her culture like it was just like nice to see two people that really are just like committed to understanding one another and making it work compromise but Alexa wears the pants like 10 times over yeah but I'm sure there are things that we don't see that like she does for him too even at the reunion though like he's so on the girl's side like defending all the women yeah and jumping King, in. I fucking love someone it someone was like uh like okay Brennan you're literally gonna act like you don't remember where you guys went at the bachelor party like he's like oh I was so drunk I had no clue where we were convenient like he could have put an end to that story and and defended Cole saying whether right, or not right. they saw girls and whatever but he's like I don't know where we went like I know okay. I fucking love it I do want to say one more thing about the whole Colleen and and Matt of it all do you remember when I don't remember what the situation was but all the guys had gone out I guess or no all the guys had come home I guess Colleen had stayed out with the girls but then Matt is calling Bartice being like where the fuck is Colleen blah, 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 blah. And so then that's like a whole big, like they leave, leave it on a cliffhanger at the end of the episode, whatever. And then that's a whole thing that's brought up at the reunion that it's just like, Matt, you were just drunk. And like, I literally told you I was staying out with, with the girls and then you mm-hmm. were going to meet me at home. But like, he literally didn't remember that because he yeah. was just drunk. But then his immediate response is to like scream about it and like pack his bags. And also, Bartice was equally as drunk and two belligerent guys just like trying to piece together what's going on is just they are just train wrecks but very entertaining by far the most entertaining season I think of Love is Blind and I'm hopeful that season four I hope they don't make us wait that long they made us wait so long for season three well actually I wanted to bring up what's interesting is so like I only bring this up to give context to the timeline because people were giving Zenim a lot of crap basically saying like she wanted to have her deep D moment when she was at the altar with Cole and like gave her whole speech kind of you know saying mm-hmm. she's not going to marry him and here's why but her pushback to that was like I couldn't have had a deep D moment because deep D's season was filmed like two weeks before mine they just aired them so sporadically so I think there's a season four literally already filmed and I heard a rumor too that they filmed it. it well, because I'm always like, oh, I want to go on Love Is Blind. Like that feels like such a good way to. Oh God, do it. What an interesting experience. Whatever. Um, but someone told me they already filmed a New York one. Oh. That's the only reason why I know that. Yeah. Okay, we got to get you in the casting process, and then you'll be like, Hi, I'm Jackie. I am the host of She's All Batch podcast. And then wink at the camera. Exactly. And our traffic goes through the roof. I do just think it's like a really interesting concept because because they're not seeing each other initially. Like, I just think it's like a way that you can really like open up in a way you probably haven't ever before. Because when you don't see the person in front of you, like judging you, you know, you can really like be honest with like, yourself and your feelings. I just think it's like a cool experiment. Can I be at your hometown date though? Sure. Okay. I mean, they don't really have hometown dates. They, they but have like close. They don't like call when they it meet hometown. the family yeah. stuff. They yeah, don't yeah, call yeah. it a hometown okay. date, but like yeah. I'll just be there. I'll be like, 
Show you. Hey, Jackie, I'm just editing the She's All Batch podcast and then wink at the camera again. (laughs) Right, and you're wearing all the merch. Yeah. Like, literally three sweatshirts, one over the X. You just keep making outfit changes to different sweatshirts. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you one question, what you think about this. Because, like, clearly Love is Blind is... One of the most popular dating reality shows on TV right now. Everyone is talking about it. It's really interesting to see that, like, the contestants are coming out of this show with way larger followings than Bachelor contestants these days. Why is Love is Blind working and Bachelor not as much these days? I'm just curious. Like, I have thoughts on this. I'm curious what you think. Because I do think it's interesting, like, this show has, like, taken the nation and the world by storm. Everyone's talking about it. Like, why? I think my first instinct is Bachelor World is oversaturated. We just said, like, oh, they waited so long to release season three from season two. We're anxiously awaiting that, like, once season four comes out, I will stop everything and binge it. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something there that there's, like, more of a demand, whereas Bachelor, we're like, enough! We don't need two times a week. And they're like, how about three? So I feel like... The give and take there is a little bit different. Maybe that's it. That's I think that's my answer. What's your answer? No, I definitely think that that's a factor. I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot of different things. Mainly, I think because they end up focusing on a handful of couples, there's way less people. And just the way the show is that you like, these people are being like really vulnerable. You We get to know them more and we're like more invested in their stories versus Bachelor is so formulaic. Now, I was noticing like in this past week's episodes, like, Mara's coming down, like, Lindsay's mm. coming down. I'm like, who are these people? I've literally never seen them before in my life, even though I have seen them. But I'm like, I don't know anything about them. I'm mm-hmm. not invested in their stories. Whereas, like, they have a smaller group of people that they're, like, more focused on. So, like, I feel like I, I know Nancy. Like, I know Bartiz. Like, I know SK. Like, I don't know. We've seen so much of their lives. And I think Bachelor needs to get back to that where we're, like, really rooting for people versus what we have now where everything's just, like, glossed over. Everyone's, like, an archetype. And it's just, like, ba 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 It's, like, so formulaic. I think that proves, though, like, the people that we have gotten a chance to know and root for are the people that have the big followings. Like, Gabby's yes, exactly. over a million because we know her well. But someone like, I don't even know, Lindsay. But I think, like, back in the day, we were more invested. Like, like that whole generation of, like, Caitlin Bristow, Nick Vile, Ben Higgins, Ashley Iaconetti, like, Lace. Like, these people from that OG era, I feel like we feel differently about than yeah. we do now with these people. Gabby, I think, is an exception. It was more pure back then. I believed it more back then. Now we know it's a facade. Whereas mm-hmm. there are definitely some manipulated scenes on Love is Blind. Like, I don't think they're just laying in bed talking about how hot Raven is naturally. I think yeah, that was yeah, definitely, yeah. you know, prompted. But it's overall feels more real. Mm-hmm. Like, Zeneb eating a orange at the kitchen counter and Cole making chicken is a lot different than, like, these forced storylines and like rolling someone in a burrito going on a date it's just like it's a lot more phony and well because bachelor has been all about like fantasy right like it's all about these like crazy like larger than life dates that you would never normally go on in this mansion and there's like and it's like sparkly and there's a hot man yeah and and, like love is blind is genuinely two people living in a small apartment in a real apartment yeah drinking from um a gold wine glass yeah, I was actually in the market for new wine glasses, and I saw the gold ones on Amazon. I'm like, oh my god, I get buy them! These? No, I didn't. I didn't buy them. Um, but actually, speaking of the manipulation, they said the reason why they have those cups is so that they can edit things better, so that you can't see like the levels of their drinks go up or down, and then they can put things in different orders because it's like harder to put the continuity together. 
Isn't that interesting? <sighs> that is genius. It is That's genius. Genius. Yeah. Also, Zenab taught me that white wine belongs in a stemmed glass, which I didn't know, and now I know. So I thank you. Now Zenab. you know. Yeah. Can we conclude with one point? Because I've brought up a few Love is Blind TikToks. I need to give props to this one TikToker because okay. I've been singing this song in my head and it's not a real song. It's a song she made up. So this TikTok is poking fun at how this, the music that they use on this show is so literal. Like if there's a moment where they're crying over, you know, something specific, the song lyrics would would mention that so oh that's so funny i didn't notice that well once i saw this tiktok then i started noticing it then i see it everywhere now now everyone's calling it out so the caption for this is every song on love is blind and i'm going to play you the audio this is from user scoffy x so s-c-o-f-f-e-y-x literally girl this is genius i've been singing this song every single day i'm obsessed with it i just like i can't believe that you call me that like, if you're not in this, then I'm not in this. It's like, do it over to make it. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I just called you bipolar. That's a really weird thing to say in the middle of a fight, I think. Oh, Collins and never make it to the altar. I don't know. This is love is blind and everyone is toxic except two people. We're probably the two non-toxic ones. I mean, it's definitely not us. Iconic. I love it. I walk around my house and I'm like, this is love is blind and everything is toxic except two people. Who thinks of that? It's fucking genius. Wait, is the music in the show written for the show or they just take random songs that have lyrics that match up I don't up know. With? I think it's a mix of both. Because now that you say that, I feel like I've never heard a song I recognized. No, no. It's line. definitely, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe they, they write it for the show show i don't know yeah like he's like i don't know if we're gonna make it and then the song comes on i don't know if we're gonna make it yeah i'm gonna send you this tiktok you're gonna be literally singing it every single day okay well that is our love is blind recap if you guys like this let us know we can do more of this yeah and if you have any thoughts concerns sound off in the comments below questions complaints i would love to talk about it with all of you guys um agree disagree who knows i don't know okay moving on Okay, you know how I was telling you I was so stressed earlier this week? Mm-hmm. So I was just like between my son, the podcast, like running around. I was just getting so stressed out and I was really excited to try out Sarabath yoga. Five minutes a day of yoga is better than one hour once a week. So I was really excited that like, okay, I only have five minutes. Let me try to like get this yoga session in. So at Sarabath Yoga, there's hundreds of easy to follow beginner friendly yoga videos and you can get them done in just minutes, which since I only have five minutes, this was actually perfect for me. Yeah, I feel like sometimes you want to go work out or do yoga and get in the right headspace, but the thought of like traveling to a yoga studio and, you know, getting there, getting back is like more stress than it's worth. So the fact that you can just do this at home in a quick few minutes and just get your mind right is so amazing. So you can follow monthly calendars and programs to make it super easy to get on your mat and on with your day. Sarah Beth herself is also a busy mom and she created these programs for women like us who are busy and don't have a lot of time but still want to maintain that healthy lifestyle and for all of our listeners she's offering a totally free 
seven day beginner yoga calendar. So what that is, is it's 10 minute beginner yoga videos every single day that you can follow. So if you're new to yoga and kind of want to check it out, this is great. And you can get that at sarahbethyoga.com slash she's all batch. So definitely try it out guys. You lose nothing. It's totally free. And I think it's a good, just like healthy thing to incorporate into your routine. You know, yoga is good for your body, but it's also good for your mind big on meditation these days. And you could be a busy boss babe and still fit in a yoga session and Sarah Beth Yoga mm-hmm. proves that. So again, that's sarahbethyoga.com slash she's all batch. Enjoy a totally free seven day beginner yoga calendar. I love when like the calendar's done for me. I don't have to think. I just mm-hmm. follow along and I can kind of like check my brain yeah. out for five minutes, which, or 10 rather, but you know totally. what I mean. Yeah, so if you guys want to go check that out, the website is sarahbethyoga.com slash she's all batch and you will be feeling great in no time. All right, guys, we have Jacqueline Trumbull here. You know her from Ari season and you also know her from Bachelor in Paradise. Jacqueline, thank you for joining She's All Batch. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So you were on Ari season, but what's interesting is that there we've found out recently there were so many different people up for that role for his season specifically. So when you signed on for Ari season, did you know it was Ari? Who did you want? How did that whole process go? So I did not know it was Ari. Um, they basically they basically cast everyone or nearly everyone before we knew. And they they said like, yeah, you're cast, but I know we haven't said who it is yet. Um, you know, don't feel any pressure to join the show unless you like who, who it is. Okay. And they kept kind of saying, you know, we're going to announce it tomorrow. We're going to announce it in two days. And then two days would pass and then they, they didn't announce it. Um it's not that I wanted anyone in particular. I think just all of us assumed it would be Peter Krauss because mm-hmm. he was such a fan favorite from the season previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I had seen Ari's season. I had seen Emily's season uh, before. So I was actually really happy when he was announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very well liked on Emily's season, but I think there was just so much time between Emily's season and his season that people, yeah. well, there were a lot of new fans that didn't know about him. And people were on board the Peter train. And so you were happy when you found out it was Ari. Um, You made it fairly far on his season and you actually chose to leave. Was any of that pushed by production? No, I, um, I had a job that was really important for um, basically my resume for getting into grad school and my boss would not let me leave for the full two months. And so I kind of cut a deal with him saying I would leave after a month. I assumed I would get kicked off the show. I also made a deal internally that like, if I actually fell in love, I would choose the show. Um, But that, you know, that time elapsed and I don't know if production had a hand in, you know, finally giving me the date right at that deadline mm-hmm. mark that that could have been pushed but um i didn't feel like they needed to to push me to break up because i was just i i get i mean i went on the date with ari i'd been getting to know ari and i really really liked him and i did develop strong feelings but i also knew he wasn't the one and so it was basically me agonizing for like a week about what I was going to do, agonizing on my date. There's like a scene of me crying on my date and they made it look like it was because I just really liked him and thought I wouldn't get a rose. And mm-hmm. it was actually because there was some pressure to reject the rose that that date um, because they knew what I was kind of thinking about it up against. But I guess beyond that, they didn't really need they didn't really need to pressure me because I was mm-hmm. I felt sorry, I felt pressure to reject the rose and leave 
that week. But then once I accepted the rose, they were no longer pressuring me. And it was just kind of me making that decision. So wait, are you rejected or accepted though? I accepted the rose on my date. And then left on your own. Yeah. And then left on my own the following week. Okay. Um, because your breakup was very emotional. It was almost watching two people that didn't actually want to break up. Yeah, we didn't. (laughs) So were there any regrets when you left? Like you go back to work, you see your boss who kind of put those stipulations on you. Were you resentful at all? Did you wish that you had stayed? Yeah, I was resentful to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was resentful of my coworkers (laughs) because I hate you guys. I, well, I got back and there wasn't that much work for me to do for a couple of weeks. And so I was like, what the hell? I could have stayed, you know, and like saw this relationship through. I think on the show, relatively minor events feel so intense. So I'm sure that like Ari got over me within 48 hours or something like that. But during the breakup, it was it felt very intense and high stakes. And that's just kind of what the show does. It's a very emotional experience. Uh, All of your attention is poured into these relationships. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, I was really distraught and I, it's not so much that I regretted it, but I did resent having to make that decision. And I, I was kind of not sure if I regretted it or not. Okay. Did you ever think about reaching back out and coming back on the show? Because sometimes people do that. If they have like a wishy-washy breakup, they weren't sure if they made the right decision. Was that ever tossed your way? I fantasized about it, but I didn't really okay. consider it. Yeah. Because I'm sure if you call a production, they'd be like, sure, next slide. Yeah, maybe. It wasn't as common back then, you okay. know, so that would have felt like a pretty big move. But... Yeah. Well, in the house, who did you see as a front runner? Did you, did you feel like you were a front runner? I did not feel like I was a front runner. Um, it was hard to tell, to be honest, because if you think about it, like Lauren didn't get a date until the same week I did. Mm-hmm. and he wound up with her so mm-hmm. it wasn't particularly clear what way he was leaning becca seemed like a front runner in the beginning but actually all of us thought she was going to go home the the week that i had my date so again she wasn't necessarily a front runner kendall didn't have a date until my week either and that was a two-on-one so almost the entire top four was like not, not like very unclearly uh yeah in the early days, I thought Caroline might be, um, you know, Becca in the early days. Becca Martinez seemed like a front runner for a while, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And wasn't that the season he gave when he gave Lauren the first date, the first date she got, then the next week she got it again? Yes. Yeah. That's that's like truly never happened on any other season. How did you guys react when the same girl is getting a date two days, two weeks in a row? That has to be like, hello, this girl is winning. How did he remember. convince producers to even do that too? I think she she was given that second date card the day I left. So I remember her getting it, but okay. my mind was just not there. I was okay. like so consumed. I think people were like, oh, wow. But I I don't remember it causing a whole bunch of stress. But then again, that might be because I was completely You were in a different, yeah. worried about different things. Yeah, because that's a big deal and I've never seen that happen other than that season so that's interesting where do you remember finding out about him ending things with Becca and going for Lauren Mm -hmm. how did the cast members find out well reality Steve posted about it I know some of them found out from Becca directly actually I think I think Caroline said recently on a podcast 
Was that even your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> that she found out before Becca did. Yeah. Um, I think I found out through reality, Steve. I was closer friends with like the Lauren side of the camp than the Becca side. Okay. Not to say I wasn't friends with Becca, but I just was like more tuned in with Lauren. Um, okay. But she was pretty secretive about all that. Did she ever tell you like, hey, me and Ari are giving things another shot? Like after the reality her- Steve came out? No. Uh, no, she, I saw her over Christmas when he was still with Becca and he was sending her like little hints through Instagram. Like she had given him a pair of socks, um, on the show. And then she saw him post a story where he was wearing those socks and he like showed it to the camera. And I, I remember at the time she was really angry about that. Cause she's like, what the fuck, what does this mean? Like, why is he toying with me? Why is he doing this? Oh, wait, I love that though, because that's like. like- People think I'm going to like little Easter eggs. Yeah. Only if you're really paying attention, would you pick up on something like that? For for all we know, like she may not even have looked, but the fact that she saw it, he's purpose, who purposely shows their socks too. Yeah. That's hilarious. So that, that yeah. didn't make her want to reach out to him at that time, at least because they didn't speak till I think it was New Year's, right? No, she had no intentions of reaching out. Well, so after the show, you went on Paradise. How did they approach you to come back to the show how did you get time off from work <laughs> yeah I mean the, the work thing really tanked this experience too I, it wasn't that I was so much approached about paradise it's that when you're off the show you're still in touch with your producer friends for a while and it was always kind of a given that I had an invitation to paradise oh, okay. um, so whenever I would talk to Elon Gale you know it was like yeah of course you can come on paradise if you want to I was very uh on the fence about that as well I actually dated somebody that I had met right before The Bachelor, and then we picked up things right after The Bachelor. So for a while, I was, you know, kind of invested in him, but he didn't want a relationship. So, um, and then I met another guy <laughs> right before Paradise, who then I tried to pick up with things after Paradise. Um, Did you have to say like, hey, putting this on hold because I'm going on TV? Yeah, you know, it was an interesting dynamic with like modern dating because both of these guys, I would have totally been invested in. I was like basically falling in love with both of them they were definitely my type way more my type than anybody on the show but the problem is that especially back then and especially like new york city dating i found it really difficult to choose a man who i was not like who i had not gotten an iron tight commitment from Mm -hmm. over an opportunity not only because i didn't want to screw myself over but because i didn't want to like freak out the man or put too much pressure on the man by like yeah yeah putting all my eggs in their basket sure no that makes yeah. sense but at the same time it tanks the relationship because they're like okay well now you're you're going right. dating with people. yeah so it was a catch-22 um we ask about bachelor in paradise salary on this show are you comfortable disclosing what they paid you i don't remember what they paid me i think it was like 400 a day does that sound yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah okay. that's the standard but like it turns out you can negotiate and yeah. but 400 a day seems to be like that's what the, the standard right. salary um were you ever asked to be the bachelorette no <laughs> would you want to uh now no I, I mean it would of course it would tempt at the time yeah I would have done backflips for that opportunity but the it just seems like if you become the bachelor now the likelihood I have too many skeletons in my closet, I think, to be safe being the bachelorette. Got it. Well, on that season, so Tia was the front runner to be the bachelorette. And then until Ari broke up with Becca, 
did that all kind of turn. I always wonder, because Tia played a very, like, she played it really well. She didn't seem bitter, but that role was hers. Yeah. Do you know if, like, she was bummed to lose that opportunity? I mean, I'm sure I, she's happy for her friend, but, like. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm sure, I'm sure she was happy for Becca, but, like, sometimes it's even harder to lose a dream opportunity to a good friend, you know, because then you yeah. get to, you get front row seats to them having it. Mm-hmm. Um I I never talked to her about it, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I I can assume she was pretty bummed about that. It was pretty much known within the the group of girls that were on Ari season that it, the role was hers, right? I knew she was being heavily considered for it. I I didn't know that it was like in the bag. Well, it wasn't because then something happened <laughs> yeah. with Becca and and she lost it. But but yeah, no, she did get front row seat. She went on Becca's season, and she had that whole thing with Colton, and she was very much a part of that storyline. So yeah, I. Right interesting to see that like this could have been mine but I'm going to give my friend advice on the show so I want to talk about producers because we talk about on this show how they're a lot more involved in storylines than maybe the average viewer can pick up on Mm -hmm. is there any time that you can remember were you ever given a line or told to do something by producers that aired a certain way on tv but didn't actually happen that way I don't think that I was really the person that they were trying to make into any particular character. Okay. So I felt pretty much left alone by production. Um, and that's why I would say I had a very positive experience filming. I was Frankenbitten. Okay. Um, so that kind of thing happened. And my whole storyline of like my date and breakup was not what really happened. But it wasn't like they said, say this. Okay. So what (laughs) happened uh, in reality versus what was shown? Well, so first of all, my airtime was like completely wiped up until my date. And so it looked like we had no relationship until suddenly we were going on a date. So that was odd. Um, When we went on the date, I I thought it, I wasn't angry with how they made the date look because I actually thought it was was nice. It was like a nice story, but it wasn't the real one. They did a couple things. One is that he had, he had thought we were going to be in a long distance relationship because he thought I was in grad school. And I basically said, no, I'm not in grad school, but to give you a blueprint of my life, like this is what a PhD would look like. It's six years, et cetera. They, they cut it to be right there. So it looked like I was already in a PhD program, which made a lot of people angry with me, uh, you know, online. So that was one thing. But the main thing was that I, when they took me to ITMs, I did get that pressure to reject the rose. It's not because they said, hey, you should reject the rose. It was because they were like, so do you see the, Do you see him as the one? Do you think? Do you think? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Probably not. And then they were like, okay, well, then what are you doing? Like, you know what the show is. So Why? they're not telling you to do it, but they are. They're manipulating you. Yeah. I, so I started crying. And then in editing, they made it look like I was crying because I liked him so much. And didn't think I would get a rose, which then made it extra confusing why I left the next week. Yeah. Um, the other thing that changed was that, oh yeah, and they did say, so this was a, this was clear that they were going to try to manipulate editing. When I went back to my ITMs, they told me to go sit down with Ari and then tell him that I needed to to stand up and go talk to a producer real quick. And so I was like, I was like, they told me that I need to go talk to them for a second instead of doing what they had told me to do, which was just to get up and say I needed a second. So they were clearly trying to create a situation where he was sitting there anxiously and I was going and I was walking away. 
to talk. I always wonder, wait, so what actually aired for that then? Well, they cut it because I had, I had basically grenaded the plan by saying like, Hey, they told me that I need to go talk to them for a second. And so I went over there and like the producer was like, you ruined hey, it. <laughs> just, a, just a pep talk. You're doing great. Okay. Go back. Oh so they my God. Because yeah. I always wonder like when they show someone getting up and walking away from the dinner table, like for all we know, they're like, I have to go to the bathroom, but they're going to edit it to show you that like, I have to take a moment because I need to think things through, but it's probably not the case. And they're literally, that's, this is proof right here that that's, yeah. that's what they did. Yeah. And then the other thing that was manipulated was they, so I, I left because of my job. I mean, the, the thing is, it was all questionably manipulated. Like, should I have accepted the rose when I knew he wasn't the one? No, probably not. So they weren't like making a crazy case. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some manipulation later that night. And then when I left, they told me that they did not want me to tell him about my job. They just wanted me to tell him that I knew he wasn't the one, which was honest, but I would have given the relationship more time and it's possible that our relationship could have deepened if it weren't for the job. So that's another reason why my, my breakup was so emotional is because I was feeling a tremendous amount of guilt because I couldn't tell him why I was leaving. And I just had to say like, I don't like you enough. (laughs) Did any part of you just want to screw what they said and just tell them? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you did it. I didn't. Yeah. And you never wanted to reach out after, like before you knew who he chose, like. No, because I was like the, the real, I didn't actually see us having a successful marriage. And okay. I also don't think I was ready for marriage at that time. Like, I don't okay. think I knew that about myself, but mm-hmm. yeah. So we touched on the Becca breakup earlier, but mm-hmm. I have did a little research and I found out that you actually were a little bit a part of the Becca breakup. Do you know what I'm referring to? The crying? Please tell me about this. Your crying was dubbed over in yeah. the Ari and Becca breakup. Yeah, it was interesting recognizing my own crying. You know, I, <laughs> I, I just remember, I remember hearing my crying in the previews. And so I remember thinking, oh my God, they're going to show me crying so much. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did, but they kind of didn't. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, but then, but then that same clip I saw in the breakup. So I was like, wait a minute. And you could tell she wasn't crying as hard as they, as the audio was. It's kind of funny because when I broke up with Ari, I was crying very hard. I, I find it extremely hard to break up with people. It's just like, it really crushes me. I feel immense amounts of guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also remember that they, I remember always knowing that the show was like looking for these big dramatic displays of emotion. And so when I left his room after ending it, I walked down the hall sobbing and I remember they were filming me the whole time. They were kind of like blocking the hallway a bit. So I just like turned and sobbed against a wall. Then I remember at one point turning to them and being like, do you have enough? Okay, let's go. Really? Was was any of it, were you pushing it a little bit? it was kind of like I was letting myself be fully dramatic with it because I knew that's what they wanted. And it kind of felt good in the time. Cause I was really okay. upset, Yeah, but it did feel a little bit like, all right, come on. Like, can we wrap this up? Like, right. yeah. <laughs> so I was crying for like a really long time in that hallway. And that's not what I needed was to be crying alone in the hallway. Like I needed right. a hug or to talk. And they're to just someone. sitting there like filming right. you, like <laughs> right. no one's comforting you. Oh my right. God. And where could fans find you if they want to keep up with you on social or anything? Yeah, sure. So my my Instagram is Trombolina. 
And um, I have a podcast called A Little Help for Our Friends, which is a mental health podcast about how to help our friends who are struggling. I love that. Oh, I'm definitely going to check that out. We are big mental health advocates here as well. So love that you're doing that. Um, And thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I really like talking to you about your whole experience. It was really nice meeting you. You too. I'll be in touch. Okay. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, sound off in the reviews and give us a nice one. (laughs) Give us five stars wherever you're listening. Write a little sweet old review and that'll be just so nice of you to do. Yes. Sound off in the review below. Um, Also, guys, last chance to check out our merch. The pop-up shop is closing after this weekend. So get it all for it. Get it all taught. Also, if you want more content from She's All Batch, go to patreon.com slash she's all batch. We have tons of content already live there and coming on a monthly basis. We've gotten rave reviews so far. So definitely at least go to patreon.com slash she's all batch and check out what we have to offer. And I, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You will definitely not be. Join our Facebook group and follow us. Follow Stephanie at she's all batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Thank you so much to our sponsors. You can go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch to get 10% off your first month of therapy services. You can go to dameproducts.com and use code she's all batch at checkout for 15% off the entire site. You can also go to sarabethyoga.com slash she's all batch and that will get you a free seven day beginner yoga calendar with 10-minute beginner yoga videos. Woo! All right, guys. I think that's it. Okay. Bye, bitches. Bye.